Welcome to the Business of Beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers, and mischief. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Beverages. I'm Will Keating. I'm joined by my co-host, the esteemed Mr. Podrick Foxy Fox. Good evening, Will. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, yeah. Um, can't complain. Life is good. It's almost Christmas. It is. Yeah, it's getting closer. I do start to feel it now. I feel it for sure. I was out for Christmas pints with the lads and loved it. I was also out for Christmas pints with the lads. Ah, oh, different lads, though. You're different lads, but I think we're all getting our Christmas pints in now, just in case it's all shut down again. <laughs> yeah, so here in Ireland, uh, there have been some small restrictions which have been brought in. When I say small, they're, they're devastating for the nighttime economy because nightclubs have to close at 12 o'clock or at least they had to close at 12 o'clock. Now that uh, come next Tuesday, they're shut down altogether. Pubs and restaurants have other small restrictions, but they are still open for the most part. And when you can get out for pints with the lads, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It, it is, except, well, it took me two hours to get home from pints with the lads because the downside of nightclubs closing at the same time as every other pub and restaurant is that now everybody is trying to get home at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I went for pints with the lads, and then I did quite a naughty thing. I cycled home. And I'll, be honest, I'll be honest. At one point, I was tempted to re-sign up to the Dublin bike scheme to get home. <laughs> it was taking so long to get a bus. Uh, the Dublin shared bike scheme, uh, I think you'll find closes at 11 o'clock to prevent exactly that kind of thing <laughs> from happening. <laughs> well, there you go. There's 20 quid I didn't waste then. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not, they're not idiots. They know what we're like. <laughs> so... Let's get on with our short, silly quiz. A shot of. We lost track completely. I don't know what the scores are. I, d- I don't think it's it's even like an overall competitive thing now. It's all about you know who wins on the day. All right. Well, let's let's go for it. Your choice. You can uh, you can ask or you can answer. Up to you. Uh, do what? I'll answer first. Okay. Right. So everybody's familiar, hopefully, at this stage with the rules. But there is a drink that we're discussing, and. We give clues away. The earlier that the clues are guessed, the more points which are gained, uh, and the later, the lower number of points. So there are a total of five clues. And so, to start with, for five points, according to a recent survey, three quarters of Britons associate this drink with being posh. So three quarters of people in Britain associate this particular drink with being posh. Right, well, champagne immediately jumps into my head. But the fact that it was a survey of Britons, I'm going to guess it's a British drink, and I'm going to go with Pims. Very strong, great logic, incorrect. You know, they drink it at Wimbledon and then possibly nowhere else. <laughs> uh, cows. I think you find it's uh, at Cows as well. Um, Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon, Cows, you know, and at the Queen's Garden Party. But of course, for a, for a theoretical bonus point, uh, what is posh? P-O-S-H, what does that stand for? I have no idea. I didn't know it was an acronym. Oh, yeah. Portside out, starboard home. So if one was sailing to the subcontinent of India or some such place, then you wanted a portside window on the way out so that you could gaze at the Mediterranean and the various different lands as you pass by. And then if you were coming back, you wanted the starboard side of the boat to, to look at the same view. thing, just going the opposite direction. Yeah, rather than staring at, you know, weeks and weeks of... See, I did not know that. There you go. Oh, do you know, I don't even bother with the rest of the quiz. That's the that's the <laughs> for today. 
Yeah, so that's what posh means. Port side out, starboard side home. Port being left, starboard being right. So, for four points, this drink was named, supposedly, after a British Prime Minister who held office in the 1830s. I have no idea who British Prime Ministers in the 1830s were. Uh, the only one I can think of that's older than Churchill was Benjamin Disraeli. Uh, or That's or, in around the right time. It's not the right, uh, it's not the right guy, right yeah. but, but like, you're, uh, very, you're very good. That's actually pretty good. I'd, I'd like a pint of Disraelis, please. Uh, <laughs> although, although he did uh, have a moment in drink history. Oysters. Oysters, yeah. Yep, best day of his life, having a sup of Guinness and oysters, according to his diary. Uh, he's not the only one. I'm, I'm, I'm just wasting time now because I don't know the answer. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I the only the only other kind of British politician, and it was way before the 1830s, was like Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger. But I don't think they, that they weren't British; is... they were Roman. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confusing it with an episode Pit. of Blackadder. <laughs> yes, yeah. Pit the Younger, Pit the Younger, yeah. Okay, well, if you're using Blackadder as your source of historical uh, facts, then I think you're in trouble. Uh, no, so, okay, we'll move on. For three points, the predominant flavor of this drink is bergamot oil. Um, oh, I don't even know if it's an alcoholic drink now. Bergamot oil. I never said it was an alcoholic drink. No, you didn't. Um, is it Earl Grey? <gasps> Congratulations. Ah. Fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well done. That's all right. Absolutely. Yes, for three points, you, uh, Earl Grey, which is, of course, a black tea flavor with bergamot oil. Uh, so for two points, your clue would have been it, it usually contains a base of Chinese black teas, but occasionally brewed or mixed with Lapsang Souchon, which I put in because I just like saying Lapsang Souchon. <laughs> And then for one point, your clue would have been, uh, this is the beverage of choice for Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise, who, of course, liked his Earl Grey hot. Yeah, I can't imagine drinking Earl Grey. Oh, no, I've had like Earl Grey flavored um, uh, beers and gins, which have been quite good. Yes, uh, I had an Earl Grey IPA from the Open Gate Brewery in Guinness. Yeah, there's um, Yeasty Boys from New Zealand also did a very good one. There you go. So, but that is a strong score. Well done. The Bergamot oil immediately gave it to you uh, at three points. That's a that's a good performance. Yeah. So, what I what I lack in knowledge on British politicians, I make up for a knowledge of tea. <laughs> well done. So, a high score for me to beat. Yeah. Uh, look, um, this one I, in my in my head, this this is tough. But um, I don't know. You're usually pretty good at, at some of these. So. Uh, right, so for five points, uh, this beverage is traditionally produced from either raisin or grape spirit that's distilled to a maximum of 94.55% ABV. And until the late 1990s, it was mostly home produced rather than uh, by a legitimate company. So can you give me the percentage again? 94.55% uh, ABV. Yeah, so... So, yeah, it was not uh, sold at that. It is diluted thereafter, but that's the that's the distillation. Yeah. Uh, so, the EU in particular has maximum distillation rates for various different types of spirits. So, for example, I'm pretty sure that in order to be classified as a vodka, you need to be over 
96%. In order to be classified as a whiskey, you need to be under 94.7, something like that. So um, I, I'm, the, I'm, long story short, I think this might be an EU specification. Therefore, it's a European drink. At that kind of strength and with the history of home distillation, I'm going to go with grappa. That is a very fascinating and well-thought-out process. <laughs> it's not right, but uh, <laughs> you definitely ticked a lot of boxes on the way to get there. Uh, but uh, no, not not grappa. Um, yeah, you see, grappa usually is made from the from the pomace, from the leftover grapes after they've been crushed. So, yeah, I kind of thought I was close. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay, uh, we'll look, for, four, for four points, for four points. Um, the best way to consume this beverage is either with chilled water on the side or partly mixed with chilled water, depending on your personal preference. <sighs> mm. The pints that I had with the lads ended with quite a few people drinking uh, Irish whiskey with a drop of water, and the, uh, the pub we were in ran out of jugs. <laughs> we ended up using glasses. That's interesting because uh, my, my points with the lads kind of ended the same way, but I don't think there's ever been a joke in the pub where I was. <laughs> so, obviously, putting water in your whiskey is obviously very common. Uh, common enough that my dad taught me, uh, he said, never never put water in another man's whiskey, never mess with another man's wife. They were his words of wisdom. But it doesn't help me here because it's not whiskey because 95.5 is not whiskey for sure. Okay, we're going to go for... Eau de vie. It's not eau de vie. But, mm. but clue number three might, might give you a, a, a good hint. So this drink, uh, actually, you know, December, has a week-long celebration celebrating the drink's history, culture, and heritage every December in Cyprus. Oh. Oh. Okay, so Cyprus, I immediately think of Uzo and Raki. Raki. It is Raki. Yes! (laughs) 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 Don't ask me the difference between Uzo and Raki, but uh, I know there is a difference. Uh, You know, it's like when we renamed this quiz, it's never you never, it's also never Uzo. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it'll, it'll be used someday. Well, for, for two point for two points, um, when you mix the the beverage with uh, water, it turns a milky white color, which gives yeah. it the nickname Lion's Milk. And the final clue for one uh, point would have been: it is the national drink of Turkey. Well done, well done. That's that's great. Uh, so that's a tie, a draw, uh, a highly entertaining three three draw as well. Yeah. Right, well, we, we can't do better than that. I think we'll just... End on a high. Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod.
I have, a drink. I have a drink. I brought a drink. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see you no more. <laughs>